Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers and they've hit a little bump in the road and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Ultra Platform. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Last time I talked to you, you were lonely and out of place. You were looking down on me, lost out in space. Laid underneath the stars, strung out and feeling brave. Watch the red orange glow Watch you float away Down here in the atmosphere Garbage and city lights Our Lady Peace to open the show They were in town last night? Is that the rumor? This is Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers and their service is excellent. Well, Our Lady Peace was not at Roger's place. We're not looking for any peace. Where was Our Lady Peace last night, Brendan Ulrich? Uh, it was, uh, they were at a downtown establishment, I believe. Uh, a downtown establishment. Uh, there we go. Thank you very much. I just saw someone post uh, a video on Instagram. I was like, wow, that looked pretty cool. It was a very intimate show, apparently. Oh, that's cool. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, it is a game night. We've got the Columbus Blue Jackets in town. They're red hot. They'd won 10 straight games before losing Saturday night at home uh, against the St. Louis Blues. Um... So we've got a jam-packed edition of Oilers now for you. We'll have a complete preview of tonight's matchup between Edmonton and Columbus. We'll hear from some of the participants, including Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, amongst others. Uh, Ethan Bear as well. Reed Wilkins will swing by at about 12.20. Stoffer Inspector, every Tuesday in Oilers now. We're going to split spec up this week. He's going to do a half hour today and a half hour on Thursday. Stoffer Inspector brought to you for the folks at Horse Racing Alberta. Reminder, Northlands Park. Thoroughbred racing begins May 5th. 1 o'clock today, the co-GM of Team Canada for the upcoming 2018 IIHF World Hockey Championship, former NHL goaltender, father 
of Alberta Golden Bear, Brendan Burke, Sean Burke on Oilers now. And at 135, our old friend uh, covering the Blue Jackets for a number of years now with the Athletic, and he is on the trip, Aaron Portsline. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. They've got Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th at the River Creek Resort Casino, tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at OilersNow at 630Ched.com. You can text us at 630-634, Westlock 4. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock 4. Check out their great selection today at westlock4.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. I know uh, they hooked me up with an F-150. It's a beauty. You can tweet us at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. And tweet Reed Wilkins at Reed Wilkins. Again, Speck's going to slide in at about 12.35. It is Edmonton and Columbus. Here we go. Oilers uh, will make one change to the lineup. Zach Cassian draws in on the fourth line. Ilro Pacarinen will be a scratch. Connor McDavid up front with Ryan Nugent, Hopkins, and Ty Ratty. The Oilers, by the way, are 7-2-2 two two in their last 11 games. McDavid, nine games with Ryan Nugent, Hopkins, has eight goals, 18 points, and is plus 10. In those same nine games, RNH has four goals, 10 points, and is plus 13. Ty Ratty, by the way. Four goals, seven points in six games since being moved to that line, plus eight. Leon Dreisaitl, Drake Kajula, and Pontus Aberg. Aberg, two goals, six points, last four games. Ryan Strom with Milan Lucic and Yessa Pogliarvi. The aforementioned Zach Cassian on the right side with Jujar Kera and Anton Slepeshev. Of course, last time Edmonton played Columbus, uh, Kera uh, got bested in a battle at the end of a shift. Uh, where he fought Nick Foligno, but then Zach Cassian broke the orbital bone for Brandon Dubinsky, who is back in the lineup for Columbus tonight, whereas their captain, Nick Foligno, is out. Edmonton won that game 7-2. It's back in December. Darnell Nurse uh, paired again with Adam Larson. Chris Russell with Ethan Bear, who we'll hear from later today. Andre Sekera with Matthew Benning. Cam Talbot starts in goal. In his last nine starts, Cam Talbot is 7 one and one, a 2.20 goals against average and a 9.35 save percentage. The Oilers are 34, 36, and 6 this year, minus 22 in goal differential, but they have struggled at home against Eastern Conference, just 4 and 11 against the East. Connor McDavid, by the way, leading the NHL scoring race, 99 points. He's three points up on Nikita Kucherov, seven up on Malkin and McKinnon, eight up on Giroux. All of those players, McDavid included, have six games left in the season to play. For Columbus, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who won one pick before. Yes, a pull Yarby in the 2016 NHL draft. He'll be with Artemi Panarin and Cam Atkinson Panarin coming over in what's now a lopsided deal with the Chicago Blackhawks for Brandon Saad. Panarin, 77, 74 points last two years within Chicago. He's got 69 points this year. He signed a two-year deal at $6 million per with Columbus. He is then a free agent. The summer of 2019, that might be where the rubber hits the road for the Blue Jackets organization. More on that in a second. They'll have Wenberg with Boone Jenner, who's really picked up his place since the trade deadline. Jenner had 30 goals back in 15-16, just 29 goals the last two seasons. Thomas Vanek, now on his eighth team in the last five years, uh, picked up as a trade deadline acquisition from the Vancouver Canucks. He's on the right side. Dubinsky has been scratched a couple times this season, but he will center uh, Sonny Milano and Oliver Bjorkstrand, who was a very good player, had 109, 118-point seasons for the Portland Winterhawks. Former Oiler Mark Latestu uh, with Marcus Heinekanen 
and Matt Calvert. Calvert's a UFA analyst here, as is Latestu. On defense, a talented tandem, Zach Rorensky, along with Seth Jones. Jones in year two of a six-year deal, $5.4 million. Wierenski, restricted free agent summer of 2019. Ian Cole, who's been terrific since coming over from Pittsburgh, where he won two cups. He's got six points in 14 games, plus 11. He is with David Savard. Ryan Murray, remember him? Went number two in the draft in 2012, selected by Scott Housen, who's now back, as you know, with the Oilers organization. Ryan Murray with Marcus... Uh, Nudevera, and then Sergei Bobrovsky, the reigning Vesna Trophy winner. He also won in 12-13. He gets the start and goal. He's 34-22-5, and five, a 2.37 goals against average and a 9.22 save percentage. Bobrovsky, Panarin, both UFAs in the summer of 2019. Wierenski, a restricted free agent. That, me thinks, is going to be a very expensive summer in Columbus. As for the Oilers, Connor McDavid, he's going, no question. Not only leading the NHL scoring race, 99 points, Kucherov at 96, Malkin 92, McKinnon 92, Giroux 91. Again, all players, six games left. Even strength scoring this year, Connor McDavid has 79 even strength points. Nathan McKinnon is second at 62. And you should see the home road splits for those players. Nathan McKinnon, I think, off the top of my head, is not even in the top 50 in terms of road scoring this season. He's loaded up at home. I think he's got 62 points at home. He's had a great year, absolutely. But there's a lot of people out there debating the merit of Connor McDavid winning the Hart Trophy. Here's Todd McClellan. Mario Lemieux. Well, it's uh, a top-end elite icon in the league has done it before when a team hasn't made the playoffs. There's precedent for that type of player and for what Mario did for his team that year. Case made. There you go. I know yesterday Jack Michaels put a tweet out. I don't know if I can access this one quick enough, but just in terms of the debate as to the significance of what... I have it, Bob. Right, you want to read it to us? Just in terms of put uh, the one where he talks about the percentages, uh, respective points the teams have gained when the player doesn't pick up a point in the game, go for it. Yeah, Kopitar, .477. Hall, .444. Kucherov, .441. Malkin, .400. McKinnon, .368. McDavid, .182. All right, so the stat again. Here's some MVP candidates and their team's respective points percentages when they do not have a point. So basically, LA's, they still win 50% of their games even when Kopitar doesn't get a point. In New Jersey's case, they've won 44% of their games when Hall doesn't get a point. Same with Kucherov. Malkin, Pittsburgh has won 40% of their games when, um, or, you know, you have a 400 winning percentage, whatever. When uh, Malkin doesn't have a point, Colorado, 368. Edmonton, if McDavid doesn't get a point, the Oilers only pick up uh, their points percentage is 1.82. So excellent stat by Jack on that one. It kind of puts things in perspective. Speaking about what players mean to an organization, Todd McClellan was asked about Mark Letestu and what he meant to the Oilers. Mean to the Oilers? He meant a lot to the Oilers. He's, um, you know, first of all, he's an Alberta kid that... uh, was passionate about being here and being part of the the community and the the Oiler family and he gave us everything he had in his time here. Um, You can't 
quantify his impact on the team just by the stat sheet when you open it up and you look at it. In fact, sometimes you can't even do that with uh, with watching the game. You have to be in and around the locker room. You have to see how he deals with teammates, his leadership skills, his ability to balance good and bad, um, his emotional level. So he did many things um, for me, the, the checklist is much more on the positive side than it is on the negative side with him. All right, that is Edmonton Oilers head coach Todd McClellan talking about the impact of Mark Letestu, who now, of course, uh, tonight will play his 15th game for the Columbus Blue Jackets since that trade deadline deal that, in a three-way deal, ended up uh, netting the Oilers' Pontus Aber. Adam Larson today was selected the Oilers' nominee for the Masterton Trophy. Here's Todd McClellan. Yeah, he's had a, uh, obviously, a rough season. Um, you know, his play was, uh, it's gone up and down. Um, and in, in, in part, I think, to some of the life battles he's had to, uh, to compete with. He's had some injuries this year, but he's also had the, the, you know, the passing of his father while aware of it. And I can't imagine what that does to, uh, to a young man, the way it happened, and, and how much it takes out of him uh, physically and, and emotionally. Um, I think coming back to our group and being around our team, uh, fitting in with that family has, has made them comfortable, but it never takes the pain away. Uh, when you put your head down late at night and you, you close your eyes, you go back to that, and uh, he's had to deal with it. So I think he's a real good choice on our behalf. There you go. That's Todd McClellan. We'll get to a couple more clips from McClellan a little bit later on in the power play. We will tell you that it's 12-17 in Edmonton. The Edmonton Oilers take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. And when we come back in Oilers Now, we'll get Reed Wilkins' thoughts from Inside Sports. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Ryan Nugent Hopkins will play his 10th game tonight with Connor McDavid. He's plus 13 in the first nine. Bob Stopper with the Oilers now. Game night down at Rogers Place in the Ice District. Edmonton and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's bring aboard our inside sports, Reed Wilkins. Reed, how are you? Doing well, Bob. All right. We're going to start by uh, chatting her up here. I'm going to get you up a little higher there. Uh, we'll start by talking about the MVP. Now, this is uh, an Oilers rights holder. Let's establish that, uh, 630 Ched. But uh, here are my five My five finalists were the ones that Jack listed. If Now, I do not have a vote. I have a vote on the coach of the year. Okay. That's going to be the easiest vote ever this year. Hello, Gerard Gallant. <laughs> uh, but I do have, you know, some strong feelings on this. For me, McDavid is definitely in the mix, along with McKinnon. Uh, I have Malkin. I have uh, Kopitar. And I have Taylor Hall. Is there anybody you would take out of that list from your perspective? Uh, that's a pretty good list. I, I mean, Hall in the top five, uh, it's borderline. Uh, just because, I mean, he's been great, but has he done it all season? To the extent, I mean, he got a lot of attention for that incredible point streak, which was incredible and does put you in the in the MVP race. I don't know if New Jersey is going to make the playoffs. 
And I, I, I discussed this on my show last night. I, I, I got a really good good uh, text from a listener saying, you know, why, why does the media make imaginary lines in the sand about it have to being a playoff team? My argument is each individual voter has to have criteria. Yes. So if I were voting, playoffs would be a priority. It wouldn't be an absolute. Like okay. McDavid, there's still six games left. So would you I have? Mc- mu- I don't know how much McDavid. Right now, I would have. I would still vote for, if I voted right now. I would have McKinnon one, McDavid two, probably Malkin three. But you would have McDavid in the uh, on your vote. Yes, I would have him in the top three, and definitely in the top five. I'd have him in the top three. I think New Jersey's making the playoffs. I realize Florida's got the extra game in hand. They're a point behind New Jersey right now. I just I, looking at Florida's schedule. I mean, I think they'll be. Tough to make. I think New Jersey's going to make it for me. Hall has to be on it. Basically. Yeah, the case for Hall, guys, he's 82 points. Right. He sure has 49. After that, Paul Mary is 37. So Hall is doing all the scoring for that team that yes. will make the playoffs, right, most right, likely. Right, Brendan. But by that argument, if, if I can play devil's advocate and, and take it to the extreme, the most valuable player in the NHL should then be the leading scorer on the team that finishes last overall. You know what I mean? Like you can't just say, "Well, this guy, this guy was the best player on a crap ball team." So like when so Guy Char- he's the MVP. So when Guy Sharon was lighting up with Kansas City and Washington or, or, back in the mid nineteen seventies, like should have should have Marcel Dion won the the Hart Trophy on a couple of bad LA teams because he he tied Gretzky in, in points. Well, I'm not saying he should win. I just think he should be in the he top four or five. Got Ross that year because he scored more he did goals. He did Ross. He scored more. They tied in points, right? Yes. So uh, that's I, I I understand why we're going down this path. But you don't have a problem with McDavid being a finalist for this, despite the fact that no, the because are gonna... no, because he's that exceptional. He's the most dangerous yeah. offensive weapon in the NHL. Yeah, and, and he is extremely valuable. Team. I'm not I'm not disparaging his season or his abilities, but I do think the playoffs make a difference. And when you start saying what what Brendan said, well, how much does this guy lead his team in scoring by? Who else is on the roster? Well, you can do that with a lot of teams, Kay. right? You can say this guy has this many percentage well, of his team's I mean, goals. McKinnon's got an 80 point guy on his team on his line on his line. I mean, had Drysaitel stayed all season on a line with Connor McDavid, I think it's possible that Leon would be sitting in the high 70s with points. Uh, and, I mean, the other part of the equation that's crazy, and it's going to bring us to our second topic, Reed Wilkins, power play. I'm going to give you an assignment. Would you be willing to do it, or are you going to tell me to go well, do it myself? I've got to hear the assignment first. The assignment is, <laughs> I would like to know it. whether or not a guy has ever won the NHL scoring race in the modern area. So since 1967, yeah. if a guy has ever won in the NHL scoring race on a team that's come dead last in the power play. Oh, I would doubt it. Because to me, that makes How it... How far would I have to go back? Well, when when's the modern expansion? Was sixty six, sixty seven? You wanted to go back fifty to the years. You'd, you'd have to go fifty years. But I don't even know if they have power play stats that go sure back. I'm not sure if they have power play stats. But cer- back. certainly you can go back to 1980 because they had power yes. play stats back then. And I'm wondering if it's ever happened before that a guy won the scoring race. I, I would doubt it. Which is why it's if Connor could stay healthy for an entire season, which to not touch wood, he's done the last two years. If he does that next year and the power play is good again, what are we looking at? I mean, he was the only player reading the last five years to get 70-plus even strength points last year. He's at 79 this year. He has a chance to be the first player since Daniels or Henrik Sedin to have a power play or to have uh, greater than a point per game even strength during the course of the year. I mean, it's incre- when you it's incredulous when you look at that. So Yeah, I can't imagine any of these teams having a power play that bad. Yeah. It's it's Tampa Bay in twelve thirteen. I don't know what their power oh no. Play I, I bet you their power play is pretty that good. That was the year San Luis won it as a thirty seven year old. Right. 
Yeah, it was a lot. I actually finished last. I, and the, well, maybe the Oilers' power play won't finish last. They're playing the second worst team tonight. Well, anyhow, that'd be. But an no, I, like I, I, and here's the thing: I'm not. I, I know some people just want me to say McDavid because I cover the Oilers. But to me, it's it's not that simple. Like, I got to be fair. I, I think a lot of and people respect that you're not just saying McDavid. And, and, and I think that obviously he's he's right up there. But I I do think making the playoffs makes a difference. And and I know they're not the Oilers aren't missing the playoffs because of of Connor McDavid. But when you have it this year where it's so close, I, I think each individual voter is going to have to find their criteria. And for a lot of people, it simply will be who dragged their team into the playoffs, even if there were other good players on the team. Okay. I mean, somebody you know, somebody said to That's me... That's well, fair. Somebody said to me... There's the, no the wrong... Best, the best player is always a goalie. Who go, who goes to the playoffs with I, a goalie? I do think it's wrong if you say, I simply refuse to vote for McDavid. He's not even in the final five because the orders are... I'd no, have and, a if you, and, and like I said, two weeks from now when the season's over, if he wins the scoring title by 12 points, I'd probably say I'd vote for okay. him the heart. So the power play. What do you think of Todd McClellan? Basically, sounds like they're going to stick just I love with, it, actually. with the I mean, lines. Why not? What else? So just so actually, let's play the clip. We have the clip. Can you get the power play clip where he talks about we're just going to keep it status quo with how we finish in the second and third period of the game? Go to that right now, please, Brendan. We'll start that way. Um, as I told the players, um, between periods when we were going to do it, we need to learn to work on the power play again. We get a little too cute and too fancy, and and that's all fine and dandy when you're uh, in the top three or four in the league and you're trying different things. But when you're where we are, uh, you need to learn to work again. And uh, the players responded well in the second and third. We'll give them another opportunity to do it that way. There's no given. There's no jump over the boards just because you're a certain player. Uh, the groups will go out, and let's see what they can do when they work. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, at this point, try, try anything. And he, he made a good point about winning battles like working winning battles for checking making smart plays when you're entering the zone making smart plays once you're in and they might as well try that mentality at this point because the process of setting up a power play and passing 15 times before you even think about a shot hasn't been working so i I know there's still some of the lines are mostly together but you put and so that creates the mentality of okay we're not setting up plays we're going out and working for the puck yeah. and making smart passes. Final one, give me a minute on uh, Columbus. I mean, obviously Bobrovsky stopping the yep. puck. It starts there. Uh, they got a great deal, but they're they're a different team. Read when they came in here last year. Remember they beat the Oilers twice, and it was during their streak. Um, yep. And Edmonton had a chance to knock them off. Columbus's game, they were a big heavy team that was great on the power play, right? They're no lot. They don't have Felino tonight. They don't have Josh Anderson, who I love. I like Miles Wood in New Jersey. I love Josh Anderson with Columbus. Big tough forward, but they don't have that size. But they're you know they've got the guys that can move in the back end. Well, they're scratching guys that would be fifth or sixth or fourth defenseman on some teams in the NHL, right? Maybe even on maybe even on the Oilers. So they've really built up their D. Seth Jones. I've never liked Jack Johnson. Season. Just so you know, Reed. Never liked Jack Johnson. No, I know that, but. He's an NHL defenseman. I've liked him when he's played for the U.S. in the Olympics. He's looked really good. He's played his best hockey. <laughs> you want him to get burned by Canadians? Is that what no, you're no, no, no. He's been he's been fantastic in the Olympics for the Americans. But I think he's been over. People can text us at six thirty six thirty. Are you with me? Is Jack Johnson read Jack Johnson in his career? Okay, is but he's minus one hundred and twelve in his so career. How saying, good is he? Okay, but I'm saying he's still an NHL defenseman. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not a top pairing defenseman. He's a third pairing guy. Sure. Okay, fair enough. So, but still, they got they. I mean, the Blue Jackets got eight guys basically to choose from on the back. Oh yeah, 
Uh, what do we got? What time is the City Ford Face-Off show? 5.30, and I believe we uh, will have Kyler Yamamoto on the show tonight. Oh, okay. We'll work on that. Good job. Do they not play tonight? No. Are you sure? Okay. Well, I just got a note here. We're getting them on. Okay. Well, there you have tonight it. Tonight is... Uh... No, they don't play tonight. Who's that, Yamamoto? Yeah. No, they play tomorrow. Okay. There thanks a lot. That's uh, Reed Wilkins uh, from Inside Sports. He's going to go downstairs, go grab Mark Spector. That's how it works here. We got this whole building locked down. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.